take a good hard look at where they're going around uh, the systems or around the process when it comes to finance or around the reports. Because if, if they're doing that, oftentimes there's already an existing solution, either from a process or, you know, on, on the finance side or even a report on the finance side or on the technology side that you can help them plug the gap and they can get the information they need to run their business more quickly and um, it just makes it easier for them. Because if you take that headache off of their shoulders, um, their you know, operations will definitely treat you and, and get you involved in, into more strategic uh, discussions. Hello, this is Bill Imany. And this is Peter Purcell. Today, we're going to add another episode to our Jargon podcast. We're going to talk about how IT, information technology departments and teams, and finance and accounting teams can be more strategic inside the corporations in which they operate. Yeah, so it's a very interesting question because we continually get it get asked how, how can these two back office functions support operations and be strategic? You know, it's one thing to post accruals or to keep the lights on when you're within IT, uh, but, but what else do you do so that basically you have fun? Well, and I, and I think the, the key here is when we look at organizations and many of our clients where finance and IT are providing a strategic um, role in the company, those organizations tend to operate more efficiently and more effectively, especially when it comes to getting the information they need and deploying technology. Right. So I think there's three major areas that we can talk about, uh, Bill. One is engagement. One is training. And then the last is providing tools that operations can use. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah, before we get into that, let's let's talk a little bit about why um, IT and finance um, can be more, why they should be more strategic in a company and, wh- and what that really means and what that looks like. Okay. So, for example, if you think about a company and you've got guys in the field who are actually running the company, making things happen, maybe they're manufacturing something, they're servicing the customer, they're um, they're in a distribution role, whatever it may be, they need to be provided with the right tools and the right process to be as efficient and as effective as possible. And they are focused on frontline operations, making things happen. But when it comes time to think about long-term strategic, um, call it enabling technologies, long-term strategic financial opportunities, that's where finance and IT are in a, I'll call it, in a critical role. And they have that ability to, I'll say, step back and think about what does that mean and what does that look like. So talk about IT for a second, Peter, and kind of what, is, what do you see their roles varying in companies? So IT can vary really between just being a utility, which is just keeping the lights on, all the way through to providing technologies to generate revenue. And so, you know, it's a, it's a pretty broad range, right? And, and it's everything from, um, you know, my email works today to, you know, here are tools that are provided in the field so I can do a better, um, better job of capturing field ticketing, getting signatures or, you know, work tickets and, um, you know, capturing uh, employee cost so that I can invoice my client and, and do that very quickly. 
Yeah, and sometimes you you see in organizations that aren't as efficient where IT becomes a barrier, and they always they always fall into this role of the gatekeeper or the people saying no to things. And and part of what we're going to discuss today is why does that happen and how to prevent that from happening and what's a better approach. But I've seen in organizations where an IT uh, manager might say, well, you know what, our business doesn't understand. And, well, how do you make them understand and how do you right. work through those things? On the finance side, uh, you think about think about your, the CFO and everybody underneath him. They have purview all the way from investors, banks, um, the, the board of directors, all the way down to booking entries. And they have to roll that up. So they see how certain decisions around policy around accrual policies or whatever it might be, how they impact actually how their financial statements look look, and how they look to external stakeholders. So they deal with that on a day-to-day basis. So having those two functions become more strategic is critical in an organization. So, Peter, you, you had mentioned the three things, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the first thing is is to be proactive and, and engage with, with operations. Um, to your point, Oftentimes, IT and operations have this relationship where operations ask for stuff, and IT says no because you don't need it. Or operations goes around IT and they buy and their own. Absolutely, and they get their they build their own IT shop. But I think the first thing, just something as simple as go do ride-alongs. Just get engaged. What do you Start, mean by ride-along? Go like sit in a park. Go sit in a truck or go get in a golf cart if you're in a manufacturing plant and go out and watch what operations does on a day-to-day basis just understand what they do and Maybe how you they do what it. you make oh absolutely i can't tell you how many people i've talked to who well yeah i i know they do stuff or i know they manufacture a pipe but they don't know that they're very unique and that they're using fiberglass you know to make pipe it it just amazes me. Well, when I first started my career with Campbell Soup, I loved going out to the plant and talking to the the guys on the front line and just watching them manufacture cans. Mm-hmm. Okay, and these are the old fashioned cans, the ones where they put the uh, uh, the connectors on each end and then uh, roll them up, and then watch them uh, figure out the soup recipes and how they line those things up. And that was more educational from my perspective to understand that and being a better accountant at the time. It was my first job out of school. And engaging with those people was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a back office function, how can you perform to your best uh, level if you don't understand how revenue is made and how the folks that generate that revenue do their jobs, right? So that's the first step is start engaging. And once you start engaging, you know, you do field visits, um, then, then, but, then, but as you go to the field visit, what, what happens is when you're out there engaging, you start building credibility with the guys in the field. And you talk about the ride-alongs. Nothing better than putting on the overalls, putting on the hard hat, and sitting with the um, called field supervisor and asking them questions about, about what's happening. And then they start looking at you going, huh, he's interested in the business and what right, we do. Right. right. And, and big hint here. Um, if you do an overnight ride-along, you get even more credibility because people know that you're losing sleep and you're taking this seriously. Well, yeah, so, it, shows, it shows some genuine interest. Absolutely. But then also you start hearing stories and things and engaging with the, the people in the field. And then uh, then you get started, get, get asked more, I'll call it more, interesting questions about the business as opposed to, um, hey, 
why do I have this? What is this $50 charge for, right? Right, right. So, so, and then what will happen after you do a few of these is you might actually start getting invited to the table. When operations starts having some strategic discussions about, hey, we're thinking about doing something next year. Huh, shouldn't we get this, this guy that was, you know, out at the plant at 3 o'clock in the morning? Let's ask him or her what, uh, what we should be doing from an IT perspective or a technology perspective. And I'm sure you'll get the same type of questions in, in finance and accounting. Right, right. So if you're a CFO or a CIO of a company, part of what you, you should have a mandate for um, your people to spend a certain amount of time in the field, um, talking with folks in operations, be it in the field or a manufacturing shop floor, but understanding what's happening out there. And even on the, with the salespeople, too, going along with them on a sales call to see what they're doing and how they're engaging with their customers. Nobody, um, Nobody's ever going to say, no, you can't go with me. Um, usually they like that. Uh, yeah, they like the company. Guy, he'll, he'll love to have, have somebody to talk to. Oh, the sales guy would talk your ear off. But once you start getting engaged, you know, it it evolves pretty quickly to the next step, which is it, it allows you to teach. And here's why. They're teaching you. And, and when, when a teacher teaches, a teacher will, can actually learn at the same time. Because you can start asking questions, and then you can start saying, hey, like from a technology perspective, you know, you're doing all this stuff. Do you realize that you have a laptop sitting in the office with software that could remove the need for that clipboard, huh, how come you're not using it? Can I show you how? Once you're out there and you're teaching and you're teaching about, you know, what you do, it, 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 it extends engagement. And, and once you're teaching each other, all of a sudden now you, you really are in a unique situation. Yeah, and on the finance side, I'll give you a, a, a great example is we had um, a uh, – um, a group of uh, salespeople, they would see these sales accruals come in and they would look at their uh, the, the sales report, okay, which basically was the financials, and then they would compare it to their commission reports, and they were much different. And they would always say, especially when the sales accruals reversed, they always wondered, well, what was happening? Why is this happening? And what we did was we started explaining to them what the accruals meant and how they actually um, were being caused. The sales team said, well, you know what? Um, we can make a couple quick fixes, get our um, sales uh, uh, orders in be earlier before the end of the month, and then we won't have any accruals left. And then we can now we understand our financials better. So a, a lot of cases, the we take for granted as finan- finance professionals that everybody understands the numbers. It's easy because we take it for granted. But frankly, when you think about a P&L and a profit and loss statement or a balance sheet, and you try to give some, tell someone, hey, you know what, um, here's some metrics and here's your EBITDA. Um, most operations people aren't going to, if they, whether they know what that means or not, aren't going to fess up and say, what does that mean? What are you talking about? Um, there's a lot of pride there. And they'll, they may ignore it, or if they do understand it, great. But if they don't, how do you get them to understand where those numbers come from and how they're, how they're created? And that's, that's the key, is helping them understand when you make this decision here, it impacts your margins here or it impacts your sales there, and giving them that visibility into it's important. Right, and I think this is a good, good time to point out that finance and IT should probably work together a little bit through this exercise. 
because as uh, you know, you start talking about sales accruals and reports and the like, oftentimes you're going to need IT's help to, you know, modify reports and the like, or IT will be in the field and hear, oh, these guys are complaining. They think it was a technical issue that their sales reports were wrong. And IT can go, oh, no, actually, let me go get with finance. Maybe the three of us could work together to find the right answer. Yeah, and I'll give you a good example of that. We we were um, when I was uh, on the finance team for, with a, uh, uh, a drilling company. They um, actually uh, they, they they would get these utilization reutilization reports and would show all their rigs and their utilization. Well, one of the, the several of the divisions said the reports are terrible. They're not right. They're incorrect. Uh, especially vocal guy in the field, and he got everybody else in the company riled up, and they all just ignored the utilization reports. So had a quick conversation with them and said, why? Well, you know, I've got some training. I got a training rig here, and that's being shown on my utilization report. It will never be utilized. I said, well, why don't we take training rigs off the reports? Well, that, requi- that was actually a hard-coded um, thing in the, uh, their, their ERP system that was coded in there. So sat down with the IT guy, and he said, oh, well, we can fix that really easy. Watch this. And it, yeah. we tested it. It worked. They got the new reports. And... They, and they looked at finance and IT as, wow, you guys actually helped us out. And future conversations were less around them complaining about a report or an issue, but, um, but, but actually more, I'll call it strategic questions, where they were saying, hey, we're thinking about buying some more um, equipment here. What do you think? What do you think we can utilize that? And getting engaged in some real meaty um, business discussions instead of the complaints about the computer, the complaints about the, the reports, right? Yeah. And, and again, to go back to a point that you made a little earlier, as part of this, you know, you've, you're starting to engage, you know, you're extending your engagement into training. Um, take a good hard look at where they're going around uh, the systems or around the process when it comes to finance or around the reports. Because if, if they're doing that, Oftentimes, there, there's already an existing solution, either from a process or, you know, on, on the finance side, or even a report on the finance side, or on the technology side, that you can help them plug the gap, and they can get the information they need to run their business more quickly, and um, it just makes it easier for them. Because if you take that headache off of their shoulders, um, their you know, operations will definitely treat you and, and get you involved in, into more strategic uh, discussions. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue into the third point. You know, we talked about um, being proactive and getting engaged, and we talked about teaching. The third point is providing the right tools. And so many times, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, IT feels like they're in a role of always saying, no, um, you can't have this, or um, they're a gatekeeper, or operations go, says, like you said a minute ago, they go around and they decide, I'm going to go ahead and get this app that's going to do something for us. And by the way, the app that they've downloaded maybe is violating the security policies or maybe there's some information on that that's uh, in, in as part of your control framework that you need to, um, then all of a sudden puts that app in the framework of your SOX controls. So providing that education and engaging. So if you do those first two things around proactively engaging and teaching, the third thing around providing the right tools um, for them and really understanding what that means. And I think so many cases you see people, they have the tools 
or there's tools that they need and they're not provided in the right right fashion. Peter, you probably have some thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah, so I, just just to your point, what IT should do is IT should never say no. I mean, unless somebody's going to actually die from using, you know, not locking out a system, uh, I just I just can't imagine that happening. But it's it's always yeah you could do this but please understand based on our knowledge and now that we've been engaged what's the risk yeah what's the risk so always just providing you know and the risk could be cost the risk could be to your point a cybersecurity breach the risk could be many things one of the best examples I have is we were working with an oilfield services company and um, operations operations wanted to put in a new field ticketing system and they really really liked a solution that was very expensive and very glitzy well IT did the right thing they didn't say no they said well okay there's some other alternatives out there understand that if you go with this glitzy system first of all it doesn't work in disconnected mode which is pretty critical because 40 percent of your work is done where people don't have access to cell service in the internet so understand that please Secondly, it's very costly. We don't have the resources to do it, so you're going to need to bring in external resources. And not sure that it was properly scoped will help you rescope it with external resources. So you really understand the cost there. And then lastly, it was, hmm, there's no real controls built in this system. So based on what we're hearing, because now we've been sitting at the table for a while, price lists, employee lists, customer lists, you want a lot of control around that, and this system doesn't provide that with you. So understand that that's, that's kind of what you would be getting into. Now, here's an alternative to consider that addresses all of these, and it's actually less money, but you decide. It's your business. Just under, understand the risk that you're incurring. Right, and then the biggest issue that companies get into is they – they do go put that new system in, and they didn't think about the information or data requirements that they needed out of it. So right. they, they said, oh, we got this great new system. And, and by the way, what reports are you expecting out of that? And what um, IT can do as a good steward of, I'll call it the systems, because mm-hmm. the business owns the systems, is help them up front figure out, as part of the project, figure out okay, we're putting this new system in. What information do we need out of this? So IT can ask the right questions right, and right. help operations through that process. So you're uh, playing a helper role instead of a preventer role right, and, and right. helping facilitate. Well, well in, in, in this particular case, um, IT also worked with finance. Finance came and said, hey, we need to understand. Actually, it was more the chief accounting officer. But you guys need to understand that without the controls in the system, it's highly likely that our DSO may grow because you may not be pricing things right. And we're a little concerned that company men and women are not going to be signing the invoices in a timely manner. We're going to have a bunch of invoice disputes. So if you're willing for that risk to occur, right, so IT and finance work together to kind of show these guys that this may not have been the best solution for them to consider. Right, and 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 part of this should be part of your risk framework, right? Exactly. I mean, if you think about decision-making, look at it from a risk perspective and say, okay, if you do this, then this will happen, and then let operations, let the business decide what direction they want to go, and then help them along the way. But, again, this goes hand-in-hand 
with the whole teaching piece of this because if I, as an uh, and I've I've heard this before and we mentioned this earlier, an I an IT manager says, well our business just doesn't understand, well, so we're going to give them this tool and they don't understand and here here you know you think about today in today's day and age you've got so many. Um, I'll say cool technologies out there that operations can be using. For for example, you got self-service business intelligence tools out there. You can put data lakes out there and let operations have at it with the data. And so many times I hear finance and IT saying, well, if we put the data out there, they, they're, they're going to do something wrong with it. Well, they can't, if, as long as you're not letting them change the data. Right. It but, doesn't matter but, because they're not going to do reverse post back into the ledger to create a reporting, right, right. material reporting error. Right, exactly. And and then you think, well, if you give them that data, they're going to start asking more valuable questions around what does this mean and, and what does this mean to me? And it's called transparency, right? So I give you, if I give an ops guy transparency into their, their financial numbers or whatever it might be, then let them um, make decisions right. and educate but, them on it. But, but if you've given them the right tools, you're engaging with them and you're teaching them, you can help them. Between finance and IT, they should be able to understand what's in the data lake and how you use that data lake. That's all part of the, 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 these, these three things that we're talking about, right? That's right. That's right. And there's, there's so many opportunities out there. Hey, and before we break, um, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor. Evan, your IT guy, provides immediate IT support for your growing business. Download the Evan app to connect your business with a select network of friendly IT professionals anywhere, anytime. Evan, your IT guy, solves most technical problems in fewer than 30 minutes, and you only have to pay for what you use. Sign up for your free assessment today at evanyouritguy.com. All right, well, welcome back, and um, Peter, any other closing thoughts? I mean, we talked about um, being proactive, engaging in the field, teaching. We talked about uh, providing the right tools for IT and finance to become uh, more strategic partners in the business. Any other uh, thoughts, um, you know, and, and ideas around that? Well, I think that uh, IT, it's, it's a little easier sometimes for finance to get engaged with operations in IT. And it, it may be a language barrier. And what I mean by that is the IT guys and, R2D2 and women language. Yeah, talk a lot of R2-D2 language versus... Well, finance guys do that too. Yeah, but not quite as bad. Um, but uh, I, I think that uh, I, I just go back to if you do nothing more than ride along, I'm telling you, that'll make a huge impact. Do the ride-alongs. And by the way, don't bring Cheetos and Diet Coke. Just... Because you'll mess up the truck. You must, that must have been something you did early in your it career. It is. It is exactly what I, I did early that. in my career with a white shirt. Don't do it. But in all seriousness, just right, if you can do ride-alongs that, if, and, and nothing else, that'll make a huge difference. Right. And, and, and lastly, we'll conclude with measurement. Measure the results. And everything you do, you should be measuring. And part of this is measuring ride-alongs, measuring the training you're providing, and you'll see the results. And we um, uh, thank you for listening on the podcast for the two or three people that are still listening. That are still listening. And thank Bill, you. Thank you very much. And Bill, thank you for uh, being more strategic than Cheetos and Diet Coke.